Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, I'm Gary Quinn, and welcome to another episode of Ready, Set, Live. My guest today is Adrian Bankert, an Emmy Award-winning journalist, author, speaker, and the current anchor for Morning in America on the News Nation Network. Her appearances on television have included ABC News, Good Morning America, and World News Tonight. Don't go away. I'll be right back with Adrian. Welcome to the show, Adrian. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Gary. It's good to see your face. Yes. You know, um, I was so happy to find you. And this is Universe Divine Connection. You interviewed me in 2010 in Sacramento. And yes. I was scrolling through something and saw you. And I go, I know her. And then <laughs> I, I tracked you down. And here you are. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good to see you again. I'm so excited for all the success you've had over the yes, years. Yes, wow. you too. I mean, you you blasted out from Sacramento uh, onto ABC News, Good Morning America. I mean, what an amazing journey. It's, it's currently still going on. Um, you know, getting into your work, I know, and you have a new book, by the way. People should know about your book because it's amazing. It's your hidden superpower. And when you talk about kindness, I totally related to your book because that's basically what I'm about. And I know that kindness, many people have different variations of kindness, but the way you explain it, it's very simplistic, but it's really finding your authentic self. I mean, talk to me about what inspired you to write this book. Yeah, it was actually my mentor, Bill Krause, who had said, you know, Adrian, you have a different perspective on kindness. And I thought, well, you know, I'm not kind enough to write a book about being kind. I, I'm still working on it every day. But it's that perspective that kindness is your identity that helps me understand that I did have enough to say about it. You know, I think that a lot of times we pursue kind acts to validate that we're good people or that other people are good or bad. And we make those judgments of ourselves and others. And it's really not fair. Um, I believe that kindness truly is like your thumbprint and your expression of kindness is unique to you. And once you step into that authenticity, you can express yourself in ways that aren't duplicatable, that are original, that are genuine. And that people will say, you know, it's not about you acting so perfect and so nice. It's about you being so real and so you. And in doing that, you'll encounter these one in a million, one in a billion, one in a lifetime connections with people where you don't have to be performative with your kindness. You just, you're, you just are, you just be, and people find that refreshing. You know, I also love in the book where you talked about um, 
you had little signals or uh, epiphanies along the way, and especially Robin Roberts when she talked to you. And I love the story where you were in your uh, room, and, and I guess it was Good Morning America, where all the producers huddled on your sofa and came in and wanted to sort of have a little, like, kumbaya moment. Yeah. I mean, that's just so great. And I love the story about Eddie, you know, that, you know, here's Eddie, who's a stage manager. Tell me about that when he sang to you, uh, Amazing <laughs> Grace, but Amazing Adrian. Yeah, you know, people who work behind the scenes, the ones you don't see on TV truly do make a show and a production come to life. You see the performer or the actor or the host or the anchor or the correspondent reporter on that stage, that soundstage or on that set, but it's the people around them that actually change the atmosphere of a place, make it warm and welcoming or make it cold and calculated. And Eddie, um, he has tattoos on either arm. He's a stage director, so he's always pointing at cameras and always has a big smile on his face. And I think on one hand or one arm, he had forgiven uh, written on his arm. And then the other arm, I think he had blessed, which, you know, every time you put it to your camera, there was a word there that was positive and affirming and, and gentle. But one day, I, I think I was tired, which is not surprising with the shift that I've worked for many years, uh, working early mornings. And instead of saying, amazing grace, how sweet the sound, he said, amazing Adrian, how sweet the sound. And I thought, you just made my day just singing that to me and thinking, you know, you believe in me enough or you have a, a positive impression of me or you're just encouraging me so that right before I get out on set, I feel better. That truly is kindness manifest. Yes. And and. How how do you, uh, I know in the book you talk about, you know, when there's unkind people, um, and I know that a lot of people show this unkindness, but how do you maneuver to act when someone is unkind to you? There's different responses. You know, a lot of times stillness or quietness is a response that we, we take sometimes too lightly. You know, the fact is, is that sometimes the best response is what seems like no response, but you're saying a lot. Um, for people who say, you know, what do you do around people who are unkind? Unkind could be your spouse or your partner or a dear friend saying they'll do something and they don't. And that feeling of disappointment or that feeling of, oh, you didn't hold true to your word can feel very unkind, almost hurt more than some stranger cutting you off in traffic or, you know, somebody saying something rude to you when you almost bump into them on the sidewalk. Right. And so depending upon your relationship, there will be different responses. One thing that I've learned is sometimes the gentlest way to be is to not say anything, not to block that person out, not to ice them over, mm -hmm. but to just pause because maybe you're processing emotions that have nothing to do with that individual. Maybe you're processing emotions that have to do with your own past experience. And so you want to be kind to yourself first. And how do you and to not go ahead? Yeah. How do you get to be kind to yourself? Because I think a lot of people have this other dark side of themselves where they start talking about themselves in a bad yeah. way. It's almost like yeah. the shadow. Uh, yeah. what, are, what are a few tips like someone who says, I want to learn how to be uh, have more kindness in my life? What would you what would you say just three three little steps that they could do? 
Well, the first step is get quiet. Like I said, with anybody who you feel is being unkind to you, it's not about walking away and, and, and retreat. It's about walking away empowered. And when you are quiet by yourself and you meditate on what you want, and I know that you understand this, uh, of course, quite adeptly, uh, that that time and what your self-talk is and what you're thinking on, what are you investing time in on the inside of yourself that is going to show itself in public and so the kindest thing you can do is pause because if you don't take care of yourself you can't take care of anybody else correct you can't give water out of a dry well and so that first step is to get quiet maybe journal some of your feelings or what you want desires that you have things that you have in mind for what your perfect day would be just taking that pause to reflect is the kindest thing you can do and then doing the things that you need for your body and your mind to stay focused the second thing is to do things whether it's exercise a massage a facial i'm a big proponent to me that's not self-care that's community care (laughs) because if i'm doing those things that i know it is required for my body to stay in you know balance homeostasis uh, chemically hormonally aligned uh-huh. then I'm going to be a better person when I get out to the workplace or when I'm with my friends. When you feel bad, when you feel miserable, when you feel achy, when you have a headache, you're less likely to be kind. And so what is it going to take for me to stay in that relaxed zone? And for me, I need to go to a muscle therapy session twice a week. When I do that, I feel so balanced. I feel so relaxed and so at rest. So the first thing is get quiet, take that quiet time, just you at yourself and you, The second is to do things that will physically, emotionally feed you so that you're better prepared to face the day. And I would say the third thing is to make sure that you are investing in relationships. We can't be kind without practice. Kindness is a muscle that we actually create memory for. And over the past couple of years, I've seen a lot of isolation, being quiet and being isolated, two different things. And we become practiced in being alone to the point where we don't want to be around people. So then, of course, we're going to be terrible at being kind. We're going to placate people. We're going to smile and not really care about connection, but really investing in what kinds of people do I need around me? What kind of tribe do I need to belong to? And how can I reach out and make new friends or make new connections that will benefit my life and I'll benefit them? Three priorities I think that everybody should have. Absolutely brilliant. And I love the I love the quote you say, kindness settles you when you do not know what to do next. Oh my God. Yeah. That's you know, a um tweetable moment. <laughs> well, and and the and the fact is is that a lot of times we think if if life is hard, we don't want to be around people. We want to run away. We want to put the blanket over our head and, and stay in our room. But it's interesting the other day, again, I don't like to it's not about bragging about being kind because I have my moments just like everybody else does, but it's about making it real and tangible. So the other day I was feeling a little down and, um, but I wasn't you know, depressed as much as I was just really pensive and thinking about a lot. And I went to the hair salon for a trim and I saw this couple and it was a gentleman and his wife and his wife was confined to a wheelchair and she was getting her hair done too. And I thought, you know, that man is taking such good care of his wife. You could tell he was speaking with her with love. And I thought, that's so sweet. Like, who doesn't want to invest in love? So I went to my hairdresser. I said, I want to pay for her service too. And she said, well, um, you don't have to. It's not like they're hurting or anything. And I said, this has nothing to do with how much money I think they have. 
I love that I see him being so sweet to her. Who doesn't want that beautiful romance in their life? I mean, that's something worth investing in. And I said, let me pay for her color. And she's like, are you sure? It's kind of expensive. I said, that's fine. And so I anonymously paid for their hair, her hair service. And I just left. I never talked to them. I don't know that I'll ever see them again. But as I left, something in me felt lifted. Yes. I felt kind of emotional about it, to be honest. Yeah. But it did something for me to take the focus off of myself and put it on someone else. Well, you're also giving them a blessing. And it's yeah. almost like if we can give back without asking for anything, right. that's part of our, 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 our life purpose here is to be of service, but to be of love. So what you did was an act of love. Um, that's brilliant. I mean... Do you just pinch yourself to say, oh, my God, I'm from Sacramento moving to Meghan Markle, the royal wedding that I covered from, you know, Lady Gaga to all these amazing interviews that you did? I mean, that is a, a lot of people. They say, oh, well, that was trajectory that she was supposed to do that. But I think you had an intention as a little girl to say, I really wanted to do something right. Yeah, absolutely. I was 12 years old when I knew I was going to be on television and it would be a national network that I'd be working for. I just knew it even as a kid. Now, along the way, you start to question how is this going to really happen? And so when it finally did happen, it wasn't a surprise to me. I think some other people were surprised, but it was just that, like you said, that pinch me moment of thank goodness, like it really happened. And I, I saw it, I imagined it, I dreamed it. And it's just there's this sigh of relief that comes, this gratitude that wells up on the inside of you when you actually get to achieve a dream. And I'll never take that for granted. I mean, honestly, living in Chicago was not on my dream list, uh -huh. but the Im images of Chicago as a young child living in a high rise building, uh, walking by a big body of water. I didn't know how big Lake Michigan was until I moved here and how it looks like the ocean because I've always loved the beach, uh, just being a native Californian. Um, that was just, just a picture of success to me uh -huh. and just being here and the kinds of architecture here and just the, even the way that my lobby of my building looks, I had seen images like this along the way. And I thought, wow, I'm literally walking through the city saying, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I stepped into my dream. I stepped into that imagination and it's real. So yes, interviewing these big name celebrities, but feeling like you're in the right place knowing it more than feeling it, knowing that you're in your sweet spot in life, knowing you're exactly where you're supposed to be is the greatest reward of all. Exactly. Cause you're in your circle or in your tribe. And, you know, I think it's being in that frequency and it's also when you remain in gratitude and kind, you are in that energy of almost accepting life as being part of life as, and, and I love the quote Carolyn Mace always says, if you have life, you have purpose. Mm -hmm. And and it's so great to know that, you know, we're all evolving. We're all evolving. Um, what is the soul to you? Oh, that's such a good question. What is the soul to me? It's your mind, it's your will, and it's your emotion. And it never ages. Um, I think that babies, they are born with the same age that they'll have when they're 30 or 40 or 80 or 100 years old um, because there's a higher level of intelligence um, there and there's no limit. Um, and you can feed that soul, that the, the mind, the will, and the emotions starting at a very young age, at, at infancy, at, at inception. So I think it's very important to feed the soul the right words, the right images, 
um, to guard that, that heartbeat. Um, because what you see and what you meditate on, what you think on, uh, that actually does change the trajectory and also can change the frequency. You mentioned that word frequency um, of your entire life. I, I was thinking about that word just this week. I think you might have sparked that from our phone conversation. But, you know, frequency is like airwaves, mm-hmm. um, like uh, radio signals, TV signals. It's invisible. It's, it's a, a way of getting into a stream of information, mm-hmm. but frequency also means this repetitive action that happens over and over again. And I believe that anything that we become very uh, attuned to, you know, what are we tuning into? Mm-hmm. It's based on what we're constantly hearing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think the soul, it, you have to preserve that soul by being really watchful over what you're constantly hearing and practicing because that is going to determine your frequency. And I also think what you just said was very important. Many people, they look at challenges or obstacles as negative, but I really think that it's a learning device. If we look at it without attachment and just say, this is my journey, I learned and I walk away with this knowledge, but I'm actually creating a new, let's say the new me. Yeah, that's an, I was just talking to somebody yesterday and they were kind of saying how they'd had these experiences, but that turned them into the person that they are today. Absolutely. Um, I, ha- I have a goal in life to, you know, walk as though I've never been wounded um, because I think that too oftentimes we let our motivation be pain mm-hmm. uh, versus life. But I'm, I'm still actually on a journey myself of discovering how to balance the acceptance of what happened to you but not letting it define you. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, again, I think that a lot of people, they're not being moved uh, in, on the inside of themselves by anything other than hurt. Mm-hmm. And so that should not be your compelling force. It should be a lesson, like you're saying, but it shouldn't be your GPS. Mm-hmm. What does love mean to you? Hmm. What does love mean? Love means a choice. It's not emotion. You know, a very, very dear person in my life recently said, you know, I'm not going to allow my desire to get ahead of my growth. And desire is a powerful force. It's passion. And it can be for something very good. But a lot of times we look for shortcuts in life. Mm -hmm. And love is one thing that doesn't have a shortcut. Mm -hmm. It can happen fast. It can be initiated almost instantaneously. But it's a moment by moment decision to put someone else or something else ahead of yourself. I I really do believe that love is inherently for people. I think you can enjoy things, you can enjoy life, but people are who we are called to love Mm -hmm. uh, by that decision-making, not based on what they do, but based on who we are. What has been the biggest challenge that Adrian has had to overcome? Well, that is such a good question. The biggest challenge that I have had to overcome, I would say forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Um, Forgiveness has been a lifelong journey. And I think that it's a very um, royal act. And I say that because there was a time when I had a really hard time forgiving somebody in my life. And I mean, it took years to break this unforgiveness out of me. And I remember getting this vision that I was uh, in a royal uh, attire you know, almost like I had the power 
to forgive this person or not forgive them. And if I chose to forgive them, they would be free. I would be free, but they would be free and their freedom would allow me to move on rather than thinking that if I held them in that unforgiveness, in that prison, that I'd somehow have control. And it was almost as if I had to choose between having what I thought was this feigned idea of control versus actually having freedom Mm -hmm. through forgiveness. This very powerful choice to forgive. It is divine to forgive. It, It is a miracle to forgive because again, I think that the things that happened to us, the past that keeps us looking in the rear view mirror can so stifle us and so deceive us into thinking we're not who we really are. And so for me, I've had to battle that multiple times with different people because betrayal is inevitable Mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. And yet we know that if we join in on that unforgiveness, we really know deep down that we become accomplices to the guilt of another person. Mm -hmm. So that would be my biggest challenge, but I've come at it like, a bulldog (laughs) and wrestled it to the ground and worked through it and and repeat uh, over and over again, if I have to. But um, ultimately, whenever I've, I've had a struggle with it, I have to remember that if I forget how loved I am, that's when that, that unforgiveness or that holding a grudge stays with me. And one, and one of the biggest things, Adrian, is that many people forget to forgive themselves. Mm. Yeah. And and, and I, that's one of my basis of my work is the forgiveness exercise that I do. I'll have to do it with you. But what it does is it really frees you up. It's like deleting all the apps that don't work anymore. And then you're downloading the new apps, which are kindness, gratitude, happiness, joy, trust. And yeah. then all of a sudden you can work better. But I really feel that what you're doing is so important as on a platform of being able to inspire not only young people, but people in process of motion of where they are in their life. Because at any moment, one of my quotes is, at any moment, you can start your life all over again. Yes. And so uh, I'm just so proud of you, of what you have done. And, you know, it's always when I'm around special people, even if I had a moment because when we were in the studio in Sacramento, we didn't really get to chat. Um, but I just, I just knew, you know, I had this with many people over the years, and then I reconnect with them five years later, two years later, or 10 years later. Um, and I'm That's just beautiful. so inspired by you. And I just want to let you know there are big things going to be happening for you. And I'm, when I speak to you, I'm going to tell you what they are. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very intuitive, so when I really tune into a person. I really see great greatness coming. Where you are is just a little speck of where you're going. It's going to upgrade big time. So I just want to put it on the record there. Thank you. <laughs> so thank, thank you, Gary. You're such an encouragement. And I just, I applaud you for you. And I did this yes exercise that you do. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about the power of that. And I just think that a lot, a lot of people have to just say yes to life. You know, Shonda, uh, Shonda Land, um, she, she wrote a book called the year of yes, I believe. Yes. Um, and I just, I see how powerful it is just in the affirmation of positivity because no is a negative word and yes is a positive word. And I just was reminded that when we speak out loud and we say those things, like you're saying, you know, so kindly, um, you know, 
this is the best day of my life. This is my best year and everything's working out for me. I'm the happiest girl in the world or I'm the happiest guy in the world. And it's just, it really does something, I think, at the neurological level to override anything, to override any trauma, to override any hurts, to override any fear. And you start to actually move in the right direction. So I'll take everything you're saying. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, quick questions. What, what do you know for sure? Heaven is? Heaven. Ooh, heaven is real. <laughs> okay. Love is? Mm. Love is eternal. God is. God is love. Mm. Good. Um, I am just so excited to have reconnected with you, Adrian. Um, if anybody would like to get her book, it is fabulous. It's a great read, and you can go on Amazon. You can go to Barnes and Noble. You can go anywhere. Go to her website. Um, and it's, it's on the board up here. It's, uh, it's actually just www.adrianbanker.com yes. or Instagram is a bond TV. I love that. AB on TV. AB on TV. Um, <laughs> so I just love you. Um, I oh, want to continue right our, our journey connecting and helping you support your greatness and thank you so much for taking the time. And if you haven't seen Adrian, she's on Morning on News Network. She, it's a Morning in America. Uh, and I know your time is precious, but thank you so much for spending this time with me. And um, much love. And just know you're, you're supported by the universe and by everything that brings the best in you. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. And, and thank you for celebrating others because it just is so welcoming and warm. And yes, if, if anybody wants to check me out, go to newsnationnow.com and they'll have a channel finder there where you can find a morning in America on your cable or YouTube TV or Hulu. But grateful for you, Gary. Thank you so much. And you also coach people. So, you know, yes. and the speakers. So anybody out there, yeah. let's book Adrian. She's amazing. All right. Thank you so much. Um, and this is Gary Quinn. Thank you for joining me on Ready, Set, Live. Until next time, be well. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 